Thanks for joining us for the weekend edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel Kaneohe. Each Friday and Saturday here on In Spirit and Truth, Pastor J.D. shares a Mideast prophecy update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. In today's update, Pastor J.D. mentions three ways you can insert Christianity into a conversation. First, ask, is there any way I can pray for you? Second, share what God has done in your life. And third, when you have their attention, share the ABCs of faith. A, admit you're a sinner. B, believe Jesus Christ is Lord. C, call upon the name of the Lord. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update on YouTube. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on May 5th, 2019. And so what they're going to do instead is they're going to flock in great numbers to those teachers that will tell them what their ears are itching to hear. You're a good person. God loves you. Well, God loves you. True. But they don't talk about anything else. It's a feel-good message. So, here's the exhortation to this young pastor by the name of Timothy. And please keep in mind as I read this, that it's to a church. He's talking about the church. In the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who will judge... You don't hear that much anymore, right? The coming judgment of God? Oh, He's coming. Who will judge the living and the dead, and in view of His appearing and His kingdom. (laughs) Don't talk about that much anymore either. That's the number one comment or post or email that we get. There are no churches anywhere close to me that are talking about the Lord's return let alone preaching the Word. He says, in light of this, in view of this, that Jesus is coming, and judgment is coming, and His appearing is coming, and His kingdom is coming, in view of this, I give you this charge. What is it? Preach the Word. Be prepared, in season, and out of season, correct, rebuke, and encourage with great patience and careful instruction. And here's why. For the time will come when people will not put up with sound doctrine. Instead, to suit their own desires, they will gather around them a great number of teachers to say what their itching ears want to hear, And they will turn their ears away from the truth and turn aside to myths. 
But you, keep your head in all situations. Endure hardship. It's going to be hard. This is interesting. Do the work of an evangelist. Discharge all the duties of your ministry. That's the charge. That's what we're to do as pastors. This last Tuesday I attended the Hawaii prayer breakfast because Ravi Zacharias was the keynote speaker this year. I love that man. Talk about sound doctrine. I told him one time I had the privilege of uh, sitting at his table a few years ago, and I just had so many questions for him. And I, the first thing I asked him was, "Do you have photographic memory?" I mean, that guy. If you'll notice, I mean, you know, I'm I'm like married to my notes. I'm like, I went to the Hawaii prayer breakfast. <laughs> I said, man, I just I, I wish I had even a fraction of your intellect. Such a humble man, though. Well, at the beginning of his message, he made this stunning comment, and I knew when he said it that that is why I was to go to this prayer breakfast, just for that one reason. I didn't need to hear anything else. I just needed to hear what he said. Because again, I've been struggling with this, and I'm thinking to myself, is it just me? (laughs) But... I mean, I've never seen it as bad as it is today in the United States of America. And I love this country. Were it not for my parents immigrating to America when I was nine months old in 1963, I doubt very much I'd be alive, let alone saved today. He said this, In the 47 years of my ministry, I have never seen our American society as toxic as it is today. Then he went on to talk about the unthinkable horrors that always ensue when there's a turning away from the Word of God and the God of the Word. You can just write the next chapter in that book, and it's being written. And we're seeing it play out right before our very eyes. Why? Because pastors aren't preaching the Word, and Christians aren't sharing their faith. Well, this was on Tuesday. Then on Wednesday, this is when the Lord really confirmed to me that I was to talk about this. Please know that, well, I have to confess that I... I, I, fight the Lord on this particular topic. When it comes to the United States of America, I always give the Lord a, a hard time. <laughs> I don't want to talk about that. I want to, you know, hey Lord, there were, were 500 rockets shot out of Gaza into Israel. Can I talk about, you know, what's happening in it? No, I need you to talk about this. Because this is serious and it's getting worse. So I've had the privilege Uh, in recent months of getting to know Barry McGuire, who's been here a couple times now, actually. And uh, he has an interesting, uh, really a fascinating ministry as a car guy. And he has now a television broadcast. I watch it on Daystar. You can also see it on CBN. It's called Ignite Your Life. This man... (laughs) First of all, he's a man after my own heart as a car guy. 
But more than that, he has such a passion to share his faith, and because of that is probably one of the most joy-filled brothers in Christ, if not the most joyful brother in Christ I have ever met in my life because of that. I mean, it's infectious. It's contagious. So on Wednesday he emailed me an article that he had written, and the title is Racing Toward Anarchy. And in it, he not only cites the same reasons for the state of the United States, more importantly, he offers a biblical solution. And I'm hoping you'll kindly allow me to share with you some of what he had to say. I do so because to me it is a prophetic word fitly spoken. Please, the enemy does not want us to hear this, so do not let your minds wander. Please listen very carefully. It's impossible to understand what's happening to America without recognizing how we've turned our backs on God. In 1960, almost 70% of our population were faithful church attendees. That number is now 20%. When 50% of a country's population moves away from God for its own self-interest, it's racing toward anarchy. He goes on to say, without God's moral absolutes determining what's right and wrong, there is no right or wrong. Everyone views their rights and wrongs as superior to everyone else's rights and wrongs. And boy, don't we see that on our screens day in and day out. Everyone becomes a law unto themselves. Reminds me of the Old Testament when it says that they did whatever they wanted in their own eyes. They just did whatever seemed right in their own eyes. The Word of God was rare in the land. Everyone becomes a law unto themselves with the loudest and most virulent voices hell-bent on turning America away from God. And then he goes on to say this, and I, I really appreciated this because this was, the Lord knew I needed to hear this because I'm thinking to myself, is it just me? Am I, am I losing my mind here? <laughs> and so I, I just needed this witness, and he says this, listen, Corrupt politicians are not the problem. Would you agree with that? Corrupt politicians, I think about, (laughs) we were just talking about the Apostle Paul, he gets to Rome. Do you realize what the church did? They they didn't have politicians in office, lobbying their, their cause. It was illegal to be a Christian. He says, corrupt politicians are not the problem. Listen to this. Those who lead us in public office are the mirror image of those who elect them. A godless society elects godless leaders. You would think that would be a firm grasp of the obvious. 
Now, when that happens, it leads to the blind leading the blind. And Satan blinds the minds of the unbelievers who now constitute more than two-thirds of our population. And he cites 2 Corinthians 4.4. Most Americans are lost, given over to a lie, and headed for hell. How are they going to know the truth? unless someone tells them. With only 1% of us telling, 1%, that's the problem. We're the problem. Please know I don't want to get up in anybody's grill. I speak for myself too. Yes, I'm a pastor and I need to preach the word, but I'm a Christian first. And I need to share my faith as well. He then says this, if you're a patriot, love America, and love God, you'll take every opportunity to move everyone every day closer to Jesus. What if I told you that as a pastor, you know what my job description is? Golf three days a week, prepare a I'm sorry, I just thought of this. I had somebody, uh, this is years ago on the mainland, uh, when I was pastoring my first church, and, and he asked me the question, he said, uh, what do pastors do during the week? And I looked at him just kind of dumbfounded. I, you know, I, I had just sold my business, and I'm a hard worker, and really a workaholic in a way, And I mean, I worked seven days a week when I was in business. I had never worked as hard as I worked as a pastor. And I just looked at him like, what do you think I do? You know those things they post on social media, you know, what my friends think I'm doing, what I'm actually doing. (laughs) I mean, what do you think I do? Are you kidding me? You know what my job description is? Chiefly. My job description as a pastor, according to Ephesians 4.12, I'm to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up. That's what a pastor teacher is supposed to do. I'm to equip you. I'm to provide you with what you need so that you can do that which, as a pastor, I'm not necessarily able to do, because you can reach people that I cannot reach. And so I'm to equip you, provide you with that which you need, so that you can go out and share your faith. And I know it is the most terrifying thing, especially for those who are not really wired that way. I want to offer you a suggestion. Things that I have tried that have really worked for me. One thing you can do to kind of break the ice, as it were, is just ask them, is there anything I can pray for you for? I have never had anybody tell me no. Just say, hey, you know, can I pray for you? Is there something I can pray for you about? That's a That'll open up a door. Uh, Another one is when there's a conversation. It's just sharing with them 
what God's done in your life, your testimony about how you came to Christ. And please, by the way, when it comes to sharing our faith, it is so important. It's been said, and I think it's so true, that people don't care how much we know until they know how much we care. And that's why it is so important to offer to pray for somebody. Say, hey man, can I, can I pray for you? Oh yeah, man, my marriage, it's, it's really bad. And then maybe you can share with them what God did in your marriage. Yeah, pray for my, my son. He's, uh, you know, addicted to drugs on the streets. Oh man. Pray with them, for them, and then share with them. I'll tell you, when they know that you really genuinely care, they'll open up. They'll open up to you. This is why at the end of our prophecy updates every week, we share the gospel. It's and the ABCs of salvation. And I would venture to say as I look out, at all of you. And by the way, you all look marvelous today. <laughs> but as I look at you, I, I assume that I'm preaching to the choir, as it were. So you look at me and you say, well, why do you have to keep going through the ABCs of salvation every single week, week in and week out? I know it already. I know you know it. But have you shared it? I'm equipping you. Because you talk about a template to equip you with, so you have something. And by the way, that bulletin that you discard, (laughs) it has the ABCs of salvation on it. Just tear it off, use it. You can go to our website, download different translations even. Cards, ABCs of salvation cards, bookmarks, flyers, pamphlets. And you have something and, and you're ready in season and out of season for when God presents this divine appointment, this opportunity for you to share Him with somebody who really needs Him. I wanted to, I don't know if I shared this. Uh, so this pastor goes into a diner for breakfast. Uh, the server is, I mean, not having a good day. (laughs) She walks up to the table and says, here's your menus. Ooh, okay. Then leaves. Comes back a little bit later. You ready to order? Yeah, (laughs) ready to order. Okay, what do you want? No, I want this. And then takes the menus, goes back, comes back a little bit later with the food, throws it down on the table. Here, walks away. So after the meal... (laughs) The pastor leaves, only to have the server follow him out to his car. Sir, you dropped a $20 bill. He said, no, no, that's your tip. (laughs) I don't deserve a tip. I deserve a penny, if that. He said, no. I could see that you are really having a really, really bad day. And I don't know what's going on in your life. But I just thought that that might help a little bit. 
And by the way, is there something I can pray for you for? True story. With tears streaming down her face, she gave her life to Jesus Christ that day. You never know. You never know. God is going to put you in the path or put someone in your path that really needs Jesus. So that's why we do the ABCs of salvation. The A is for admit or acknowledge that you're a sinner, that you need the Savior. Romans 3.10 says, There is no one righteous, not even one. Romans 3.23 says, All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. We were all born sinners, which is why we must be born again in order to enter the kingdom of heaven. Romans 6.23 says, The wages of sin is death. It's the death penalty. But the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. The B is for believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord. Romans 10, 9 and 10 says, If you believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, you will be saved. And the C is for call upon the name of the Lord, or as Romans 10, 9 and 10 also says, confess with your mouth. If you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart, that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. And lastly, Romans 10.13. And we have these scriptures on the ABCs for you. You don't have to be, you know, eloquent. You don't have to, you know, be intelligent. I mean, look at your pastor for crying out loud. You just need to let the power of the gospel speak for itself. And God's not going to let his word return void. You know, if they don't come to Christ when you share this with them, how do you know that you're not just watering or even planting the seed and then somebody else down the road is going to harvest that soul. You know, before I got saved, I found a tract. In fact, the title of the tract was How to Be Saved, and it was in a public restroom. <laughs> I, I, that was for me. Never underestimate the power of just a simple gospel tract. So I read it, and it really uh, hit me, and I kept it. And it was nine months later, I like to see it as the gestation period before I was born again, because nine months later uh, I came to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ, but that seed was planted nine months prior. Romans 10, 13 says, All who call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Thanks for joining us for this special edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. 
Now, it's so important that you hear the purpose behind these prophecy updates that Pastor J.D. shares. The purpose is to see people just like you come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. When you're right with the Lord, you'll be ready for the Lord and His soon return. You can do this by first admitting you're a sinner, that you've broken God's perfect law. Second, you need to confess that there's nothing you can do to fix this. You can't attend church enough, you can't pray enough or give enough money. There's nothing you can do to atone for your sins. Third, you must realize that there is someone who can. His name is Jesus Christ, and He is the Savior of the world. He gave His own life so that you wouldn't have to experience the penalty for your sins, which is death. Please, if you're listening today, receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior and escape the realities of the prophecies that are being fulfilled all around you. For more information about what it means to be born again into the kingdom of God, log on to InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com and select the New Believers option. Again, that web address is InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com. Now, in the next edition of In Spirit and Truth, Pastor J.D. will be teaching through God's Word just like he does Monday through Thursday. And then don't forget to join us next Friday and Saturday for another timely prophecy update. Until then, may God bless you and keep you in his love.